0: back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to rate, review, and follow the podcast wherever you find your podcast. For all the latest recruiting news and buzz on the trail, as we kick off the spring, there was a lot of events this past weekend, and we're going to get into one of those events, the Under Armour Camp Series stop in Atlanta, Georgia, with Andrew Ivins. He's a national recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. He's on the other line. Andrew, have you skipped curfew yet?
1: Is there a curfew? Uh, yeah, there is a curfew. In there's Miami. a
0: curfew. We had a curfews out here in California as well. I mean, th- I know that's been a hot topic. I'm just hoping that you're staying out of trouble.
1: You know, I'm I'm in the like spring break central and they have put a, a curfew in because there's so many people out. I, I, I have broken curfew because I've been flying back late. At night, so yeah, but I think that's work related, so I'm, I'm all good.
0: I think I think that's essential. That's that's that falls under essential. And you've been doing a lot of really good work over at 24/7 Sports. And two names that we're going to discuss here in our first segment are a couple players that are set to make their college announcements in the coming days. Let's start with Malachi Starks from the state of Georgia. He's the number 13 overall prospect in the 24/7 Sports rankings for the 2022 class, set to reveal his choice Thursday. And right now it does look like the in-state Georgia Bulldogs are trending on the 24-7 sports crystal ball.
1: Yeah, Malachi is a guy that I'll say I cross paths with outside of Atlanta on Sunday. He was at the Under Armour All-America Camp Series stop in Atlanta, but he didn't work out. He measured in, but he didn't work out or go through drills. And uh, me and 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting Steve Wiltfong had a chance to talk with him after the camp. Steve has put in a crystal ball pick for Georgia Less than 24 hours before this announcement is made, it seems like the Bulldogs are likely going to be the team to beat. I will point out, though, Malachi was wearing an Alabama hat when we saw him at that camp. I don't know if he was trying to you know, throw everyone off or were reading a little bit too much into it, but uh, I thought that was notable. And you know, I, I went to snap a new headshot of him and Steve real quick was like, hey, make sure you get one without that Alabama A on there. So uh, g- thankfully I did because it seems like Georgia could be in line to get some good news uh, early Thursday morning. I like the little smoke screen. I,
0: I remember we had a player a couple years ago show up to the All-American Bowl. Uh, I believe it was Keely Ringo at the time, right? A five-star corner from the state of Arizona who ended up signing with Georgia. And he showed up to registration decked out in, in Texas Longhorns gear. And And at the time, he had already signed. You know, this was this was post early signing period. So he had already signed with the Georgia Bulldogs uh, about two weeks before that. And he shows up head to toe, Longhorns hat, Texas burnt orange backpack. He's got the jacket on. He's got even some burnt orange shoes with the with the laces. And uh, he was trying to throw everyone off the scent. Little did he know, though, that we already had found out that he had signed with Georgia. So no one was really biting on that. But I like the gamesmanship there,
1: you know, to to show up and maybe kind of throw people off the scent it's funny man i was talking to a college coach the other day and this college coach was a high NFL draft pick was recruited coming out i think he was like a four-star recruit back in his day and uh, we were just talking about kids recruitments and he's like man i, I don't really fault for these kids I, I always tell them like hey enjoy the process you only get to get go through this once so uh which i thought was a complete 180 of what i was what he was going to give me when we were discussing a certain prospect i thought he'd be like i'm so over all these games and all that but he he gave the the, the kids the the kind of the OK To do it and and point it out, you only get your chance to do this once. And I think it's only, we're only going to see more antics like this with the new name, image, and likeness rules that are set to go in place. I mean, I think kids are going to start realizing, hey, you can build your brand, build up your following now while you're in high school. And that's only going to make you more marketable once you get to college. So it's going to suck for us. Uh, We're just going to have to be good detectives and be able to, you know, kind of sniff everything out.
0: Yeah, you got to get your detective glasses out and and start to kind of sniff things out. Speaking of the state of Georgia, there's going to be another announcement from a a prospect there, four-star quarterback, Jakuri Brown, who's actually going to do it on CBS Sports HQ. You can can tune in beginning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports HQ on March 26th. He is one of the top quarterbacks that's still available, still on the board. Got a top five of Miami, Texas A&M, Auburn, Florida State, and ASU. What's your feel on what Jakuri Brown could be doing later this week?
1: Well, I feel good about my Miami uh, crystal ball forecast. I bumped that confidence score up to an eight a few weeks ago after having a chance to spend really the whole weekend kind of around Jakuri Brown and his camp and his people. They were at a seven-on-seven tournament in Atlanta, and I just think Miami's in a good spot. Some of those schools you mentioned, like Florida, they already got their quarterback for this class. i Auburn's already got a quarterback, you know, Texas A&M has a quarterback, Arizona State doesn't, but it seems like all signs are pointing to Miami uh, with Mr. Brown. He was down in Coral Gables a few weeks ago doing one of those self-guided tours. And he's a guy that the Hurricanes have really kind of sunk their teeth on. They're the guy that he wants a lot. And I think it would be a big pickup for Miami.
0: Brown actually punched his ticket to the Elite 11 Finals uh, at a regional event a couple weeks ago. What do you like about him as a prospect? What makes him one of the best available players at that position in the 2022 class?
1: Well, right now he's the number five dual threat quarterback according to our rankings and the industry's rankings. And when you look at him, man, he's just a physically imposing type of quarterback. You know, he's six, four, 200 pounds. Uh, He's run a four, six in the 40 yard dash. He's got a four, four in that short shuttle. So he's a really, really good athlete and he might not be the best right now, I think he's still kind of developing and figuring all that out, but there's a ton of upside, you know, when you watch his film or you just watch him throw at a camp, like his wow throws are wow throws. And then, you know, his bad throws are bad, but I think if he's given time to blossom gets the right coaching, you know, he can absolutely make an impact at the power five level. I I recently updated his 24 seven sports scouting report on his profile. So if you guys went to look up Ja'Curry Brown on on the website, you'll see I compared him to Hendon Hooker, who was at Virginia Tech and has since transferred into Tennessee. And I got a lot of pushback from Miami fans. But man, I think Hendon Hooker was a pretty good college quarterback. And I think that's what Ja'Curry can be. I think he can win you games at the college level. And where I think he really has a chance to make a difference is running the football. He's already rushed for over 100 yards 14 different times at the high school level. I mean, he's, he's a powerful runner. Uh, and, and I think with current Miami offensive coordinator, Rhett Lashley, he's going to kind of cater his offense to um, whatever he has under center. So I think it, it could be a perfect match for Miami in terms of Curry and Brett Lashley.
0: We're joined by Andrew Ivins. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew underscore Ivans. He covers the state of Florida and the surrounding states for 24-7 sports. Something that's very interesting to me, Andrew, is the fact that Miami landed another four-star quarterback in the 2021 class, uh, Jake Garcia, and he's not really a dual-threat guy. He's got a big arm. He's going to be able to stand tall in the pocket and fire. It'd be hard to find a quarterback with the type of velocity that he, that he has uh, in that right arm in that 2021 class but for them to get a dual threat prospect in 2022 how how big and how instrumental could that be for Miami to be able to stagger a high caliber pro style guy with a with with a dual threat guy who can maybe give give that offense a different look or a different direction if if they decide to opt to go that way
1: I think some schools are always trying to like take the same type of guy like there Um, there are
0: coaches who have a type right and and, right we know who we're talking about but they'd certainly have a, a type of quarterback
1: Right, right. But it seems like if you look at Rhett Lashley, you remember, I I just mentioned him, like he at different stops, he's kind of had different quarterbacks. When he was at SMU with Shane Bushell, more of a pocket passer, you know, an elusive guy in the open field, but he's a guy who's going to sling it. When he was at Auburn, he had Cam Newton, there was Nick Marshall there. So he seems to be a guy that's going to play to his players strengths. And I think if you're at Miami like look they, they want to run they want to go spread they have no issue throwing the ball 50 times a game but what we saw in 2020 with De'Ara King like if they want to run it with that guy that's taking snaps they're going to go ahead and do it so I think it's smart to kind of get some diversity in that quarterback room I mean who knows at some point down the line if we could see maybe a, a two quarterback system of sorts and you know everyone always tell you if you have two quarterbacks you don't have one but I think what, what makes Jacurry special is he has that ability to run the football so why can't 't you design certain packages around him and, and one more thing i want to point out with, with, with Chikari is i've been doing this you know not, not as long as some of the others in the industry but i think he just has the right mindset in terms of being a leader a guy that's gonna you know do what it takes for his team a guy that wants to get better and is going to compete and uh you talk with people around that Miami program they think that's been a major issue in that quarterback room prior to getting De'Eric King so i almost compare his personality to De'Eric King and i think that's really really really, really important for Miami because they need to get some mature guys in there. Uh, And I think Jakari is absolutely that. Jakari Brown,
0: a four-star quarterback from the state of Georgia, set to reveal his choice March 26th at 930 Eastern in front of family, friends, and teammates live on CBS Sports HQ. We're going to be back with more from Andrew Ivins here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, The madness is underway and you may be wondering how do I actually watch all these games? What's on CBS? What's not on CBS? Where the heck is my favorite team? Relax. It's easy. Go to the CBS Sports app on your connected TV or phone. From there, you'll be able to see every game available to watch, whether that's on CBS or March Madness Live think of it like a gateway to all the action. So download the CBS Sports app now so you never miss a minute of the NCAA tournament. Andrew, how's your bracket doing right now? Ooh, busted! <laughs> it, I, think I think everyone's. I think everyone's is busted by now, and and that's the beauty of March, right? And and I feel like no one really wants. If you had to choose between and very entertaining March Madness or a, a perfect bracket or a bracket that might you know not have as many
1: blemishes, I, I would go with give me the entertainment all day long. Yeah, to be honest, I just I, I have not had time to watch many of the games, but I'm here for the chaos. I think at one point my bracket was, and I hate I'm sure I hate when people tell me about their bracket and where it's ranked and all that, but it wasn't like the 98th percentile. I think I had North Texas taking someone down in the first round. We're currently in in that 30th percentile now.
0: Well, I like it. I like it. You were pretty busy last weekend. And that's why we have you here on the show to discuss the Under Armour Camp Series stop in Atlanta, Georgia. A lot of the nation's top prospects were there. You got to see them. A lot of the top schools being at the forefront of some of those recruitments. Let's start with the biggest takeaway that you had from that event.
1: Well, I think the biggest takeaway I had is that A.J. Harris is pretty dang good. He's a cornerback here in the class of 2023. And Blair, you know, we are about to release our rankings if, you, if you've ever been in one of these camps, they kind of like stagger out the position groups. And in the morning was really the pr- the premier group that was the defensive lineman. You had five-star Walter Nolan uh, working out, five-star uh, Lamarius Overton. So you had all these guys, and I kind of penciled one of them in as the alpha dog. But as the day went on, it was A.J. Harris that stole the show. He looked super smooth in uh, defensive back drills. And then when they went over to one-on-ones, I think he took four reps he picked off two passes, broke up another, and then essentially forced a, a coverage sack where the quarterback didn't even throw the ball, which is kind of unheard of in a one-on-one situation. So he was excellent. He was was the alpha dog, the best of the best, a guy that we are going to rank high when we release those 2023 rankings soon. But, I mean, there was just a ton of talent there, and it was good to kind of see some guys move around alongside some other elite players.
0: Georgia right now is the early crystal ball leader for A.J. Harris. A&M actually offered. Right after the the event as well. So don't tell me camps and, and showcases don't lead to, you know, potential options.
1: Ohio State is offered as well. So uh, yeah, you can knock the shirt and shorts all you want, but there's uh, definitely people that make decisions at some of the biggest programs that uh, value those camp settings.
0: The two linemen that you mentioned, uh, Labius Overton and and Walter Nolan, not in the same class. Nolan is a 2022 prospect. Overton is the number one overall prospect in the 23 class, according to 24-7 Sports. What'd you like about them specifically and and who are some of the names involved in, in their recruitment?
1: Well, Overton is, is the number one player in the class of 2023. I think, you know, just talking with Steve Wiltfong, who was also at the camp, like we, we both feel that's a good spot for him. He's a bigger kid, 6'2", 255 pounds, but he just moves so well, so smooth through like the bag drills. Only got a few reps. I think it was three or four during one-on-ones, but he absolutely had his way. So he, he checked all the boxes. He's someone that all of the big dogs are going to be after. I mean, he, he he's going to have his choice of SEC schools. I mean, Who's who knows who will, if a Clemson's going to get involved, but he he's set. I think that recruitment is probably going to go the distance. And the same really can be said about Walter Nolan. You know, this was good for me to kind of see him because uh, a few weeks ago, I think I even talked about it on this podcast. You know, I, I'd seen Gabriel Brownlow Dindy, uh, who's a five-star defensive tackle down in Florida. He was at another Under Armour camp. So I've seen both those guys kind of in the span of a few weeks. And it'll be interesting how we stack them because I, I think they're pretty close. I mean, Walter's a bigger prospect. I think Gabe's a little bit more explosive, but you can't go wrong with either one. Um, Overton, you know, told Steve Wolfong, he was, he was the one who grabbed him for the interview. I was more of kind of the eyes on the field on, on Sunday that he, he wants to take some visits. And I think like LSU's in there, Tennessee's in there, Georgia's in there. Alabama I mean you name it they're in there and he's already got a top 12 I don't even know if he's gonna win he'll narrow that down yeah I think he tweeted something out earlier this week about that but I would expect the Blue Bloods to be in there and for him to take all five of his official visits before making a decision
0: I love regional events like that because especially the invite only ones because it's it stacks best on best and you can really see some of these guys rise to the top and and kind of the their skill really stands out when other good players are on the field so those are two big time defensive linemen to continue to monitor. There was a quarterback there who, you know, is, is pretty highly ranked. That would be MJ Morris, also from the state of Georgia. He's a top 100 prospect right now in the 24-7 sports rankings. He's the number four dual threat quarterback in the class, according to the composite. And he's still uncommitted. He's one of the top available quarterbacks in the country. The, the dominoes continue to fall. And, and we're reaching that point where a lot of the top tier options are coming off the board. I know A.J. Duffy, transplant from the state of California, who's now playing at IMG Academy, is also set to reveal his college choice at the end of the month. What's your feel on M.J. Morris? What'd you think of him as a player?
1: Well, um, this is M.J. could be like the final domino. I mean, most of these quarterbacks could be committed, and it seems like he's not in a rush to make a decision. This was my first time getting a chance to actually see him throw. You know, I've watched his sophomore tape a ton. He didn't play as a junior. That was due to injury. Hasn't done much seven-on-seven this spring because he's playing baseball. So this was like my first you know, exposure to him, him throwing. I think he struggled at times kind of with his accuracy in the wind, but uh, I saw his testing numbers from that camp uh, and they're pretty dang good. I mean, he's a 6'1", 180 pound kid, runs a 4'8", got a good shuttle time. So he he's a true dual threat talent. I think he scored six or eight times on the ground as a sophomore. So he can get it done with his, with his arm and with his legs. And we know that's so important uh, in this day and age of football. Everyone wants guys that are elusive outside of the pocket. Now on the recruiting front, we mentioned uh, everyone else is making decisions and MJ is going to have some options. Uh, in the past, he has said or told the guys at Knowles 247, um, that's the Florida State site that is partnered with 24-7 Sports. He has said that FSU leads, I straight up asked him, I'm like, hey, is that still the case? And he's like, yeah, I have a really good relationship with those people, but there's some other schools in the mix. And those other schools are Nebraska, Stanford, and Georgia Tech. Now he's got a cousin that is at Georgia Tech. You know, He's from the Atlanta Metro. He's from the Peach State. So I think the uh, idea of staying home, you know, playing for the 404 is certainly a tr- intriguing to him. I think he likes what the Yellow Jackets did with Jeff Sims in 2020. So I think they're maybe kind of a dark horse in this. And if I had to guess who's running number two behind FSU, I think it might be Nebraska. You know, MJ told me that he really likes Scott Frost. He likes the fact that Scott Frost played quarterback uh, when he was, you know, during his career. He thinks Scott Frost and that staff there could get him ready for the next level. So I think he's going to take some visits. He, he mentioned Florida State spring game as one. I think that's on April 10th. I wouldn't be shocked to see him get on a plane and, and get out to Lincoln after that. And then, and then Stanford's in there as well. But Blair, you know, this year, West Coast guy like Stanford quarterback recruitings uh, operates on a different timeline. And, you know, I asked him like, hey, have you even applied to Stanford yet? And he had said no. So uh, I think they're probably running fourth right now in, in, in that race to land his signature.
0: Yeah. Stanford offers them one by one, so until he comes off the board and until he, uh, you know, is, gets admitted into the school, th- there's a whole lot of process there. So very intricate development and process for for the Stanford Cardinal. And as we get closer and closer to official visits, that means that we, we can probably start talking about cookie cakes soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we are we're getting there. It's 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 wild. You know, I, I guess the assumption is things are going to open up in in June, and it seems like I, I know you're doing it as well. Like I'm now writing stories. Hey, so and so has penciled in official visits this date or whether it's June 4th, I think June 11th and and June 18th or some other big ones. I'm interested to see how this plays out, to be honest. And I haven't really had this discussion kind of with everyone else, you know, how many schools are going to be eager to get these kids in just because they're, they're concerned about maybe another dead period and they just want to see it size some guys up and how many schools are going to wait because think about this if you wait you put together a really good season and you can still have an official visit left with a kid come late November early December that can be extremely valuable so we'll see I'm interested to see you know what the right path is I think there's a probably a lot of debates going yeah go ahead yeah I,
0: I i i think you bring up a terrific point it, it's gonna be like when the race car driver and his pit crew are trying to figure out if they should go in to get new tires right or to save it off and, and say hey let's go we're in it for the long haul we might yeah. we might be in the mix here at late let's try to save that last official visit we've seen a lot of different schools you know in the in the previous episode earlier this week we had blake alderman on the show florida is lining up a mega weekend for that first weekend in june so you know know do you want to be early do you want to be late do you want to save it do you want to maybe make a splash and and try to get a lot of guys on campus or or try to maybe sneak a visit in there before a player makes a decision there is a lot of strategy involved here
1: dude i mean i did first off blair i did not know you're a nascar guy but that is the like perfect analogy like are are we are are you're talking communicating with that crew chief are we staying out or are we going in like you said to get tires and gas it'll be interesting because i think you know Some schools that are confident they're going to win in 2021. You know, I might wait to have a big, my big recruiting weekend in December, right before that early signing period when it probably matters the most. 24-7
0: sports analyst, writer, podcaster, photographer, cookie cake aficionado, Andrew Ivins joined us on the show. Andrew, thank you so much, and
1: try not to stay out too late. Uh, I know, I know. We'll talk to you later, Blair. Thanks for having (laughs) me on, man.
0: All right, that is Andrew Ivins. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew underscore Ivins. We've got a load of content coming over to 24-7 sports this weekend. We mentioned Ja'Kari Brown announcing his decision live on CBS Sports HQ on March 26th. There's also going to be the top quarterbacks in and around the state of Texas at the Elite 11 stop in Houston. Gabe Brooks will be there. The Pylon Tournament heads over to Indianapolis and Steve Wiltfong will be there. We've got Brian Doan and Philly to check in with top 10 prospect Eni White. Me and Brandon Huffman will both be in the desert. Phoenix, Arizona for the Under Armour Camp Series stop in Phoenix. So make sure you check out 24-7 sports all weekend for all the latest recruiting buzz and notes on your top recruits and favorite teams that'll do it for us this week check back with us next week you're listening to the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast